All right, well, we're gonna try this. <laughs> Y'all hear me on Zoom land? Yeah. All right, so we got everybody there. It's coming through the mask okay? Yeah. All right, well, no? Not here? Well, air conditioners probably help a lot too. Oh, the masks aren't over your ears. Well, no, I'm just saying how the sound is going through. Welcome home! We're here. We made it. It's a little different, obviously, but uh, wow. Uh, just looking forward to this day for how long? And, uh, and here we are. We're here. We're together, but separate, but we're here. And uh, hey, does anybody happen to just glance around this sanctuary and uh, check it out? Doesn't this look beautiful? Uh, many, many thanks to Heather and Robin and Heather's sister Susan and Johnny and Kathy and uh, whoever else was, am I missing anybody? Wow, well, we, we, I changed the light bulb. Um, but anyway, wow, just a, just a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, million dollar makeover. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it looks beautiful. And what a, what a great uh, environment to come back to. And uh, boy, we really, really appreciate it. So. Well, we don't have next service till 11, so we, I can just keep going on. And, uh, little, little housekeeping, we, we, we could probably use um, five or six, if, if, it, if you have a minute after the service and would like to help out and you got a good trigger sprayer finger, uh, we could use probably five or six volunteers to help to uh, uh, spray down the pews. So if you can do that, appreciate that. and. Uh, we can make quick work of that so the 11 o'clock people can come in and feel safe and sound and cozy just like the rest of us. So anyway, I want to pray. Oh, Father, it is so good to come to your house this morning. It is so good, Lord. God, we know that ultimately your house is in our hearts and God though we weren't together as the church we never cease to be the church because where you are where love is where the gospel is spoken where hearts are alive and in tune with your spirit Lord there is church and we thank you for that but God, you've, you've made us a body. You've put us together. You've given us one another to, to love and to care for and to, to be with and encourage one another, Lord. So we thank you for this opportunity to gather together here in this beautiful place and lift high the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it, Lord. Bless us today, we pray as we bless you with our worship in jesus name amen and amen. amen i'd actually like to 
invite my wife to come on up and uh, say a few words. Open us up. I'm going to let her be the. Um, I, I can't. Back in Ohio, we call it the liturgist. See how far it, long it's been. What's what's the lay leader? There we go. All right, can you hear me through this? I'm gonna see if I can breathe and talk through this. So I'm not gonna talk as much as I usually do. You're getting off kind of free today. Um, everybody says amen, right? Uh, this morning, I was really thinking about this whole thing with coronavirus. And how I can remember being lay leader a few months back and just sharing that God's gonna get us through this we don't really know what's gonna happen. And, and he has gotten us through, you know, all in different ways. And there were moments, I imagine, for some or many of you, you're like, I'm just done with this. I'm just simply done with this. It's not comfortable. It's not normal. It's just not anything that we've ever had to deal with before. And especially not church. I can. Never was it mandated not to go to church in all my lifetime. And I imagine some of you that are older than me, it wasn't in yours either. You know, so it's just like, what is going on? And this morning I turned around and looked at the bulletin board downstairs and things like the women's conference, iron sharpens iron, the fish fries, everything that was momentum to go forward planning, announced, you know, it just all came to a halt. But here we are today, and I've also thought about the school teachers and the bus drivers, cafeteria workers, who continued on, but in a whole different way. They all became homeschool participants. You know, it's everything just shifted. But in that shift, our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in the midst of all the uncertainty, he was always certain, he's always faithful, and he's seen us through all of this. And I'm just so thankful. I know myself, I had moments where it's just like, I almost felt froze. You know, like there's so much to do, so much is changing, so much to learn, so much that you have to modify. It's like you weren't even, sure where to begin sometimes. And I know one of the hardest things was grandkids. Um, even if we could see them, you couldn't hug them. You know, and how do you explain to a two or three-year-old, well, we can't hug you. And my little three-year-old grandson keeps saying that he'll be glad when the coronavirus is over. And won't we all be glad when the coronavirus is over? Mm -hmm. and, but in the meantime, as I said, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And may we hold fast to that, to his faithfulness, to his unchanging love. And on Father's Day, we get to come back into the house of our Father for worship and praise and to adore him. And yet, we've had the opportunity to do that in our neighborhood, Seattle. 
in our communities, in our families, through Zoom, through Facebook, through phone calls. I've probably talked to my kids more consistently throughout all of this just because they had time that wasn't there before. So I pray that you count your blessings. And the biggest blessing I can think of today is to have a wonderful husband and a, a man who I'm proud to call the father of our four children. And so I celebrate you dads out there. And I pray that your day is blessed. And may we praise God this morning. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day daily bread. Forgive us as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, I don't have the, uh, the board. And when we were in um, Ohio, we always said trespasses. So I'm always afraid when I get to that part, I kind of slow down and stop and say, stay dead. Stay debts and debtors. <laughs> so God bless you all. So glad to see everybody in person. And um, just thank you for all that you've done to help keep things going throughout coronavirus. God bless you. All right. Well, I want to share a YouTube song. I hope it works. Um, since we, we can't, it's, it's tough enough to breathe, so hard to sing, and then singing is supposed to, you know, put more, so much greater potential for stuff in the air. Uh, I really hate the fact that, that singing is going to go on the back burner. But um, here is a song, and if, if you, if you um, Zoomers want to actually go on YouTube yourself and find it, Go under Newsboys, We Believe, and it's just a song to get us into the fact that in all of it, in, in these desperate times, in these trials and situations, there are foundations of our faith that we can hold on to, and let's do that this morning. Things that uh, we just need to stand on. I mean, in in this world where everything is just up and down and topsy-turvy and chaotic, as Kathleen shared this morning, there is a rock. There is a safe place. There is somewhere that we can put our trust and put our hope, and he is solid. He is secure. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, kids can stay where they are, but uh, let's go for the children's message here this morning. So, gentlemen in the back. Hi, guys. Good to see ya. Wish I could hug you this morning. In the Bible, Jesus teaches us things that we should do in our lives, right? Like treating others the way we want to be treated. Um, 
instead of treating them just the way they treat us, I've heard that kind of misquoted sometimes. I'm treating them just like they treat me. No, that's that's really not what treat treat others like you want them to treat you. Uh, being truthful, right? If we hurt someone's feelings, to say we're sorry and to uh, make up with them, all good things, right? Okay, so who likes the beach? Who likes the beach? All right, next, next page. There we go, beach. Love the beach, everybody loves the beach, right? Wouldn't you just wanna live on the beach all the time? But do you know what can happen if you build a house too close to the beach? You might have this situation. Not cool, huh? That house is just a wreck. It fell down almost in the water. It's all terrible, right? Why is that? Because the beach is made out of sand. And what happens when you get too much water in the sand Right? It washes away, doesn't it? So, wouldn't it be better to build a house on a rock? There, waves, go ahead, try that. You think any waves are going to knock that house down? <laughs> Not hardly. We'd have to have a, a, a Noah's flood, right? Have to flood the whole earth to reach that place. I don't know if I'd want to have a kickball game, though, on top of that. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, it's got to be thousands of feet in the air. But anyway, it's on a rock and ain't no water tall enough going to knock that thing down. So, Jesus said, if you don't do the things that I say, right, but just do whatever you feel like doing, uh, when you're mad or upset or whatever, you just do what you feel like doing or what other people say, tell you to do things that aren't right. It's like building your house on sand. But if we do what Jesus says, it's like building our house on the rock. In other words, if we follow what Jesus tells us, our lives are going to be stronger and safer, right? Isn't that what we want? Have good, strong, solid lives, right? So where do we find out what Jesus says? So, that's what we want to do. Keep our lives centered in the words of Jesus, and we'll be strong, we'll be safe, and we thank you, Lord, for your word. Amen. And don't forget, it's Father's Day. We can, we can fit grandfathers and great-grandfathers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They, uh, Fathers are important, right? So I want to just, I'm not going to preach on Father's Day this morning, but I ran into an article uh, actually in um, uh, Psychology Today of all places. But interestingly enough, in that article, it says that uh, the world began to radically change after many, 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 many years of a, a patriarchal um, father in charge, honored position, uh, the world began radically to change with social and economic technical advances of the 20th century. And with those changes, 
came a basic change in the structure and function of the family with a consequent shift in the authority of the father as his influence was increasingly seen as a minor, even negligible, and the importance was defined only by how well he provided. I mean, that word. But, says this article, the pendulum slowly began to swing back in the 1970s with newly designed studies beginning to support the impact of fathers. The professional journals, as well as the internet, are filled with articles reporting results confirming the importance of the father. Children who have an involved father are more likely to be emotionally secure, be confident to explore their surroundings, and as they grow older, have better social connections. Article goes on to say numerous studies find that an active and nurturing style of fathering is associated with better verbal skills, intellectual functioning, and academic achievement among adolescents. The majority of studies affirm that an involved father can play a crucial role, particularly in the cognitive, behavioral, and general health and well-being areas of a child's life. And from the June 2018 article, the Miami Herald uh, also says that male role models, uh, it, entitled Male Role Models Make a Huge Impact on a Child's Life, it says that the male in question doesn't have to be the biological father in order for kids to benefit. This can be an adoptive father, stepdad, grandfather, great-grandfather, uncle, uh, other adult male. So just affirming the role of fathers, whether it's a biological father, whether you are a mentor, uh, whether you're just that male role model in a child's life. Uh, happy Father's Day because no matter what society has said in the last uh, so many years, you are very, very important. And don't forget that. Uh, wear that role, wear it proudly, wear it well, and you will have influence that will leave a legacy for years and years to come. Well done, dads. Let's give the dads a hand this morning for Father's Day. Different. <laughs> uh, got four on Zoom here this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, our text this morning. Turn uh, to Matthew. We're actually going to cover the same scripture that we did for the children's message this morning. Matthew chapter seven. Thought to myself, Lord, what? I didn't think to myself, Lord. I said to the Lord. As I was praying, I said, Lord, what, what, where, where do we want to go this weekend? And again, just this whole thing about the world and it's changing and it's chaotic and information's going up and down, emotions are going up and down. It's just a very unstable, fractured kind of thing that's, that's happening uh, in our world. And I really feel to, to hammer this home to our hearts this morning that we do have a rock. Matthew chapter 7, beginning at verse 24, says, Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew 
and feed on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. <laughs> the rain fell, the floods came and the wind blew. That's, that's just kind of the way that I'm seeing the world. How about you? I mean, here we are, we're back in church. But look around, it's different, isn't it? There's a major change that has taken place and, and we, we don't know how long this is gonna happen, right? This, this could change next week if they come out with a, with a therapeutic drug. Uh, probably not a vaccine for, for months yet, but uh, they could come up with a good therapeutic drug. And this could, be, this could be pretty much history in a couple of weeks. Take two of these and it, you'll be fine, you know? <laughs> But uh, again, the information that's come in, it's, it's been this, it's been that, and, and how this all functions, and we've been sequestered, but we can go to Lowe's, but we can't go to church, and you know, it's just been uh, crazy, 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 crazy. If it's anything that we have learned in all of this, it's just how fragile life is, right? how so much of what we just took for granted on a day-to-day -day basis could change really at the drop of a hat. Health, jobs, uh, our, our whole way of life, right? Even the way that we interact with others as human beings, you know, the elbow bump, uh, talking to people from six feet away. You know, it, it almost in the beginning was like, Okay, if you pass somebody on the street, you, you just don't even want to look, right? Because now they got cooties, big time, you know? Uh, it's just, and you had to figure that everybody had it, right? So what we've learned is, is that all of these things that we just thought were normal, all of these things that were a part of our way of life, every, all these things that we just took for granted really were like sand. Have you ever tried to grab a handful of, of dry sand, right? Just kind of flutters away. Even if you add water to it and you build a nice sturdy castle and it looks good, one wave comes in and it's gone, right? You're in trouble. We as human beings are nesters by nature, aren't we? To some degree, we want to secure our environment, right? Uh, whether it's our home, whether it's our family, whether it's our social circle, a good job, our financial picture, whatever it is, we feel secure when our world is secure. And we spend a lot of time trying to secure our world, don't we? Put a lot of time and energy into it. But the thing is, as hard as we try, we can never really make our world secure, can we? One visit to the doctor everything changes, right? One, one pandemic, everything changes. We can never really rest in having everything the way we want it because none of these things are sure. None of these things are permanent. They're really like sand. We can never really get a good hold on it. And if we do manage to build with it or on it, waves and rain and wind come in, right? 
and take it out from under us. And think of how much, again, of our time and energy goes into trying to secure things that aren't really secure. But Jesus tells us here that there is something secure, something that we can grab a hold of, something that we can build upon so that when the wind comes and the waves and the floods and all that, we will stand strong and secure. He says in Matthew 7, 24, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Okay, let's, let's unpack this. First of all, all of this centers around worship mine. Okay, we're doing something, something with these words of mine. Well, you know as well as I do that words can be cheap, can't they? Right? Words are only as good as the integrity and the ability of the one who speaks them. Right? So the key word in all of this is mine. Right? Who's, who's the me here? It's Jesus, right? These words of mine. It's Jesus. And who is Jesus? Jesus is the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the great I am. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is the sovereign of the universe. He alone is constant. He alone is unchanging. He alone is sure and certain. Isaiah 44, 8 says, fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from, from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not of any. Isaiah 26, 4. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. God's integrity is unmatched. His integrity is unmatched. Psalm 108, verse 4. For your steadfast love is great above the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches. God's unchanging nature, Kathleen pointed out this morning. God's consistently, consistency, his faithfulness to keep his word, to keep his promises. And not only his integrity, but his ability is beyond measure, isn't it? Jeremiah 32, 17. Ah, Lord God, love this song. Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power, right? It is you who have made the heavens and earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. There is no promise of God that he cannot fulfill because he has all power, all authority, all ability, all sovereignty. So if then his integrity is unmatched, his ability beyond measure, then these words of mine are not cheap, they are the most solid and secure things that we can build our lives upon, amen? So, how do we build upon these words? Well, first of all, how do we build, period? Uh, I think I got a picture here. Uh, oh, I didn't want to put that picture in. Okay, well, we're supposed to be a picture of a full-size car made out of Lego bricks, 
Uh, they've, they've done several of these and they're just incredible, full size. They even have one that has uh, like Lego motors in it and it, it goes about 15 miles an hour. But uh, it, it's the Bugatti, uh, just really incredible things. But you know, like a half a million bricks in these full size vehicles. And uh, so what, what do they do? Just have a, a huge box and just stand there and, and they just came together all by themselves? No, building takes time, building takes energy, building takes focus, building takes intention, doesn't it? I, I've never seen a Lego set in a box um, just jump out and build itself. So building is something that, uh, that we have to put work into, right? Think again of building a career. When I was in college the first time around in my late teens, I wanted to go to law school. A little uh, trivia here for you. And that's what I told the college counselor that came into my high school in my junior year, met with, uh, met with all of us. So what do you wanna do? I said, I wanna go to law school. So, wow, that was fast. I said, yep, I know what I wanna do. So he said, and I don't know why, but he said that, did you know that 70% of everyone who ends up in law school is an accounting major? I said, oh, okay, I guess I'm supposed to major in accounting. Well, okay, that, if that's if that's well, then that's what I'll do. Well, it turns out that accounting is one of those things, you either love it or you hate it. There's just no in between, right? That's what I've heard over and over and over and over since then, statistically. Um, and I hated it, I hated it. But more importantly, once I got into these classes that were centered around the accounting major, uh, economics, money and banking, et cetera, I had no interest in any of this. I wanted to be Perry Mason, you know? I wanted to, to memorize law and, and stand up in a courtroom and defend people and, and this kind of thing. Econo what do I care? You know, what the GNP of Ireland is. It just doesn't make any sense to me, right? So uh, I, I, could not, I could not see how what I was doing tied in with my goals. As a matter of fact, the only class I really did well in was a third year business law class, eight o'clock in the morning, and I aced it. I fell asleep in my nine o'clock management class, but... I did well in, because I was interested, right? But still, um, there were student loans. There was moving away from home and family and friends. There were late nights on no dose uh, studying. Um, you know the, um, the whole Mountain Dew thing back then. Um, that was during the dip when Mountain Dew was not as popular. So we, we did stuff like no-dos and coffee and stuff, and we stayed up all night studying, um, sitting through lectures, often boring lectures, taking notes, meeting with professors for extra help. Um, all of this stuff, all of this work being done by me and thousands of others across the world, right, in an attempt to build something in an attempt to build a career, in an attempt to build a life. All of these things took time, took energy, took sacrifices, right? Likewise, 
building our lives upon the word of God isn't just something that's going to, you know, you can't sleep with the Bible under our pillow, right? Um, and, and, and can I say, we, we can't just uh, catch a, a one-hour sermon on a Sunday morning. It's just not, you just can't build to the point where when the chaos happens and the winds come and the waves come and the rain comes, to stand strong without building, without intention, without focus, without sacrifice, right? And not that it's, you know, people enjoy their work. People enjoy building. People, you know, they, they, they look at the goal and they work towards it. And, and thank God for the people in the medical field. Uh, they're laying their lives down on the line, but they, they enjoy what they're doing and they put in all that extra schooling and, and they cost, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in school loans and all that kind of stuff. They're, I'm, I'm, I'm with it, you know, I'm, I'm all for it because this is what I want. This is my goal. So if we are looking again at lives that are going to be strong as we look into the future, we need to see that as a goal and just say, you know, not, oh boy, I got to study the Bible today. You know, it, it's not that at all. It's what do we want in our lives in a world that's topsy-turvy, upside down. I'm not trying to, to doom and gloom anybody. I'm not trying to scare or, or guilt us uh, into anything. But my goodness, who would have expected this whole COVID thing? Who in the world saw this thing coming? And I, I don't know about you, but when I look on the horizon, when I, when I analyze what's going on in the world today, and I look on the horizon, Maybe it's just me, but, but it doesn't say to me, smooth sailing ahead. I don't know what's around the corner. Maybe we will have a wonderful time of peace. Maybe everything will just be wonderful and rosy. I'm personally not seeing it. And again, I'm not prophesying doom and gloom, but you know, it is definitely uncertain territory ahead. So we're going to need to have the kind of inner life built upon the truth of God's word to be able to stand and not only to stand because there is a vacuum for truth out there there is a vacuum in our society for truth this is a time for the church to rise up and to take their place and to take a, a leading role an influencing role uh, we talk about fathers we, we look back at our forefathers, right, um, who stood for things. And, and we look back on them and we say, thank you that we've been able to build on what they have, uh, what they stood for and what they fought for, right? It's that kind of thing. We have the opportunity now as the church of Jesus Christ to shine in this world, to be strong, to stand upon truth, to hold the line, if you will for the sake of our, our families, for the sake of our society, right? So it is definitely uh, worth the time and the effort to build. So how do we build? Quickly this morning. Uh, fortunately, Jesus tells us just how to do that. He says that there are two important steps to building. 
Number one, hearing. Hearing. Everyone then who hears these words of mine. Well, that's easy, right? I mean, anyone that's married will tell you that hearing exactly what your spouse is saying is really simple. Insert laughter here. Really hearing what your spouse is saying, right? There's one thing I've seen in uh, over 34 years of marriage. If you don't purposely take the time to talk, you can live in two different worlds, can't you? You just have to set aside time to talk and to focus and be intentional in that conversation. Um, we, we just have to do it. It just, it takes time. It takes energy. Um, but hearing is more than time, isn't it? Jesus said on more than one occasion, he who has ears to hear, let them hear. What's he saying? He's saying, first of all, that we have to have ears. Uh, in, in other words, that we are listening with intent, intent to learn and to understand, okay? Not scrolling Facebook and saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, well, are you ready? Uh, ready for what? <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I'm not sitting next to my wife. She could elbow me at this point in time. But um, yeah, we have to have intent to learn and to understand. We can't come to a conversation. We can't come to the word of God with our minds already made up. Well, we already know that. We know exactly what that says. We know exactly what that means. No, we need to take the time with open ears and the desire to understand and to learn, to ask questions like the disciples did until the meaning is clear. So there's hearing, really hearing, intently focused hearing. Uh, number two, Jesus said, whoever hears these words and does them. Hmm. We can memorize the blueprint to a house, right? We can know it backwards and forwards. But that knowledge is not going to protect us from the rain when it falls, right? Or the heat on our head, right? You have to build. You have to put this board here and nail it in place and put another board here and nail that one in place and put this one and nail that one in place. Okay? Love the Lord. Love your neighbor. Love your enemy, right? We're building. As the Bible says, line upon line, precept upon precept. We're taking principles. We're nailing them into our hearts, if you will, and building one upon the other as we begin to learn and to grow and to walk in the truths that God gives us in his word. Again, not because we have to or God's going to be mad at me, but because the wise builder has given us the blueprint for life, hasn't he? He's given us his word. He's given us truth. He's given us the, way, the ways to live so that we can have a strong, secure, healthy life, um, strengthening relationships, uh, being a light to the rest of the world. Um, I mean, remember the story of the three little pigs? Everybody knows that, right? Two of them had all kinds of things they wanted to do, so they took a shortcut. And they built their houses out of what? Straw, sticks. And that's like us. 
when we build our lives with human emotions or what feels good or the things or the wisdom of this world. But the thing is, with the pig story, even a child knows when the, when the one says, oh, I'm, I just got too much to do. I'm going to build my life with straw. Even a child in their head before they get to the end of the story goes, that's not going to work out too good. That's not going to work out to go. The other one sticks. No, that's not going to work out too good. I can just, I can just see that wolf planning ahead. I can see that wolf coming. Right? Wherever you and I are in our spiritual journey, we need to be adding bricks to our house. We need to be uh, building our life in, upon and out of the word of God. So when the rains come, and the winds blow and the floods rage that we are left standing to the glory of God. And I love the end of that story where not only was the, the, the pig with the stone house safe or the brick house safe, but then he was able to open his door so that others could find shelter with him. Yeah. What a picture of our world, right? Our lives firmly planted on the word of God and then able to open up our world to bring others in to find shelter. That's the church of Jesus Christ in our day and in our time. Amen. So hearing, doing, building our lives upon God's word and we will stand for the glory of God. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Father, we thank you, oh Lord, so much for the principles in your word. We thank you so much for this blueprint that you've given us to live by. God, help us to see that this really is the only thing that we can grab a hold of and sink our teeth into and stand upon and build upon, Lord, that we might be strong and secure not only for us, but for others. Help us, Lord, as we would begin afresh to be intent upon building our lives in your word, in your truth. Draw us in, Lord. Teach us, grow us for your glory and honor. We thank you and we praise you for all these things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.